Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. Uh, we've never done podcasts on YouTube before, so if, hopefully it's on YouTube, honestly. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version, then you can go find it if it uploaded right. I don't know. I'm still new to all this, figuring it all out. So uh, if you do want to watch it, it should be there. But anyway, we are got a great guest interview today. We're actually in person. We uh, made the trip up to Jasper, Alabama today, out in the country. Uh, I, I grew up in the country, but I've been living in the city for a while. And then back out in the country today makes me feel, makes me miss it a little bit. Well, Jasper's kind of the best of both worlds. It's country living in the city. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. I was telling Jeremiah, I live, you know, 10 minutes from here, which is four miles driving, but on 20 acres. Yeah. I could have cows if I wanted. My yeah. neighbor does have cows. Um, so it is agricultural. Yeah. Um, but it is city living. Yeah. So we're here with Jeremy Harbin of Harbin's Outdoors. And what is the name of the store? Harbin's. Just straight Harbin's. Yeah, I looked it up on Google Maps, and that said Harbin's. I said, well, that's probably where I need to go, just just Harbin's. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited to be here, man. I'm, I'm. Thank you for letting me come up and hang out for the day, uh, take you. I know you're a busy man. you got a lot of stuff going on. But um, tell everybody if you if, – so uh, Jeremy's been on Kay, the Kid Contractor podcast with Kayla Hallman before. If you want to hear some more of his story, maybe something different that they talked about, you can go listen to their episode. But today I want to dive into – everything that you have going on i mean there, it's there's too many things like we were just we've just had we've been talking for literally two and a half hours now and it just hasn't stopped like something new keeps coming up something new and you just like man i'm, I'm a man that likes to work uh, and I, and that's what you just do so the the life you've built around you here so if you're on youtube we're in the warehouse of harbin's of the store of the store retail store yep and behind the camera is the l-shaped wall that your landscape business gets because you <laughs> know the right. wife takes the majority uh, but man, just tell us a little bit about it. Tell us about yourself. How Harbin? Maybe go back before Harbin's. What did your childhood look like? What did you growing up? Uh, your fireman. What What is your career before getting into this business look like? So you know, you know, I didn't live like a rough kid life. Yeah. Um, but you know, mom and dad married. I was I was young, and they divorced. I was young. I lived with my grandparents. Um, literally lived with friends. Um, you know, from in my teenage years and. Mm -hmm. Now, I had an apartment when I was a teenager in school. Not many people did. Yeah, no, that's crazy. You had your own apartment? <laughs> my own apartment, yeah. So, wow. um, So I have been on my own for mm -hmm. a long time. And um, so that just taught me then, you know, to work. Um, no one ever gave me anything. Yeah. And I guess you, that sounds bad to say that, but, you know, I wasn't given what most people get. Yeah. And so I hold, I hold no resentment toward anybody toward that. It's just – it made me value to work hard to get the things that we have. And whether it's material things or, or others, um, I'm not living my life for material things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it also makes the world go around a little easier. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> makes nice life trucks fun. or nice house or, you know, nice clothes or, or whatever. But, no, um, you know, I want my kids, you know, I got three kids, four, eight, 
and I'm about to have an 18-year-old. Mm. So, man, I don't look old enough to have an 18-year-old, <laughs> but I do feel it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't want to give them everything. So, you know, I want them to learn the value of, of working hard, mm. honest work, and having good character with that also. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to give them anything, but you want to have the ability to give them things. Absolutely. I think that's the way I'm looking at it now. Like, raising Jack, I mean, he's five months old now, and we're already just it, – time's flying, and, and, it, and we're nowhere to where you are at. But it just it's cool to see somebody like you get yourself to the point where you have the ability to give them things if you want to. Absolutely. You have the ability to make their life different than what yours was growing up. Yeah. And that's exactly like my dad is full time minister, so like we didn't grow up. We had a, I had a great family life, so I was very thankful for that. But we didn't have material things. We didn't have any. We didn't have money. We didn't. We had what we needed. We had a roof of our heads, food on our table, which is more than what you had. It sounds like sometimes, but there is just a different way of life that I want to live now. I, I want to provide things for Jack and our other future kids moving forward. And what is that? I mean, what are how have you done that? I mean, what are going back to you were full time firefighter. In the first place. I mean, so that was your first step. You sacrificed a lot there. Talk about that a little bit. The sacrifice that goes into doing a career like that. I mean, that's not some that's something you gotta be gotta feel called to. Uh, absolutely. And and I just had a conversation with a lady this morning and I'm going through some family issues with a sick family member. And so um my phone's blowing up with work. We're twenty years in our business here in town. Uh we're a small town of four less than fourteen thousand. So everybody knows you. And they're like, hey, it's been three weeks. You told me to give you a call. I haven't heard from you. Well, I've had a sick family member. We've been in Texas. We've been at the beach. Um, she's not going to live very much longer. And so, you know, I'm trying to let her enjoy and do the things that she wants to do because, you know, family comes first. And for the longest, you know, I kind of really put work first. Mm. Um, but you do have to work. It's not like yeah. you can just shut the door down and go, oh, I've got a cold and I'm not going to work today because i got to take care of my family. Yeah. But, Bills keep coming, right? Yeah. But so um, she calls, and I was like, I gave her the, the scenario, what's going on. She's like, listen, honey, you take care of your family. Mm-hmm. She goes, if I can just get it before summer, we're good. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, a lot of your customers would just really, re- you know, relate to like, oh, family does come first. Yeah. Uh, on that end. But, um, yeah, so I just, I have a, I guess you say a heart of, having compassion mm-hmm. and helping others, I would do it for free if I could. Yeah. But obviously Caterpillar likes their payments every <laughs> yeah, month. That's right. Chevrolet likes their payments for the trucks. But, um, you know, going into the firemen, you know, every kid has a dream in their, when they're growing up or when they're in high school. And I, I told Jeremiah, I had a full ride in college um, as a college cheerleader. Yeah. Um, which I thought about multiple times when I was in high school. I couldn't do a standing front tuck or whatever you called it, but yeah. I, I thought about giving it a try. Um, it was fun. Met a lot of cool people. Networked on that end. Uh, but I knew I wanted to do something in the public safety field. Mm. And so I actually took the highway patrol test, and I took the fire test at the same time. The fireman called first. Three weeks later, I was already hired. Really? And the highway patrol called. Like, hey, we want you to come work. It's like, sorry, man, I already took a job. Do you ever wish you took the highway patrol? Oh, man. Um, you know, my life would be so much different. Yeah. Because that is, you literally can't work another job. So the thing at the fire station is you work in Alabama 24 hours on, 48 hours off. Mm-hmm. So that allowed me to have, uh, you know, working nine to 10 days a month. And that allowed me to have three to four days a working week to mm-hmm. do something else. And to be honest, I feel guilty sitting at home. Yeah. 
um, I, I spend money. I, I like things. I yeah. like nice things or, you know, a nice home or nice clothes. And um, I would just feel guilty just sitting at home while the, I guess you can say the perception of a man or, nor a woman is to work during the day. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I can't do it. Yeah. So you can't I, sit at home for two days. No. And so I do have a passion for working outside. And um, I like to make things beautiful. And so that's where I just put my my artistic views and values in and said, hey, I'm going to get into the landscape. I'll start mowing lawns. And to be honest, man, it started with an S10 pickup truck and a push mower from Home Depot. Really? That was my first rig. Do you still have the S10? No. Oh, man. <laughs> no. That would have been no. a cool story. No, and if I did, <laughs> but, you know, we traded, upgraded, traded, yeah. upgraded. And I think I traded that in Trustful of all things. Really? To a Nissan Frontier. That's funny. Yeah. I got a, I think it was a Desert Runner Frontier. So it was like the Tacoma <sighs> and the Nissan version. Two-wheel yeah, drive, yeah. but look four-wheel drive. Yep, 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 yep. Man, that's crazy. With no ramp, no trailer. I actually borrowed my first trailer for the first year. Mm. And uh, that's I how can, we started. Yeah, I can relate to that. I rented my first truck and trailer from the guy that I bought my business from. I rented it from him for a while. So... That is, uh, that's crazy, man. Do you think you stay up 24 hours if you had to now? Yeah. You could? Yeah. I just, I just drove to Texas and back in 30 hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's that's no way. That's 1,500 miles round trip. No way. I couldn't do it. Could not do it. So, I mean. <laughs> lots th- of monster energy. Lots yeah, lots of, of things uh, that aren't good for you. Yeah. I think <laughs> the new the new drink now is called Alani. Yeah. Oh, no. Those Alani's are good. They're really good. Those Alani's are really I good. I think I drank a six-pack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the the amount of, uh, what what's in those? Is it caffeine? Is the caffeine in those that keep you going? It must be something, but I'm pretty sure it's not very good for yeah body. not good for you but at this point you feel like you probably just got you you're probably your body probably like requires them like yeah. you probably have to have them now absolutely uh, two cups of coffee in the morning and then i do chase it with a diet mountain dew yeah you're too far gone there's, <laughs> there's no going back well man this is uh that's cool so that's a really cool backstory so you were a fighter fi- firefighter for 20 years you said right yes. uh you took early retirement there and then really you put all of your life savings into the, not your landscape business, but this business that we're sitting here in today, the the store. So, walk me through the 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 first however many years of the business before we, the landscape company, and, and what did the building process of that look like? Why you were a firefighter? I mean, did you have guys working for you? Were you doing it yourself? Um, yeah. So, um, you know, like anybody else, getting started in the business, not buying another you know business that had already been yeah, running. Yeah. Um, you start with yards. Uh, for all you guys out there to, you know, look at numbers and say, well, oh, I've got 20 yards or I've yep. got 50 or, or how many accounts or how many yards. Uh, mainly the guys at the fire stations. We had close to 300 firemen in Tuscaloosa, and so everybody cut grass, like yep. 80%. So we would call them grass maggots. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, everybody had a truck and trailer. They'd bring it to the station, work on the mowers in the downtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but being – I lived an hour away, and I commuted. So um, there was no way to – you know, drive my truck down and bring it back home. Even though I did maintain some properties in Tuscaloosa, um, we started in Jasper. Uh, my wife went with me. I remember this this day vividly, um, putting door hangers out. And even though this was my, my town where I had lived, mm-hmm. I didn't have a single account here. Mm-hmm. Most of mine were in the Birmingham metro area, or I had one in Tuscaloosa. And so when I moved back to Jasper in 2006, um, we went hanging door hangers. Really? And I had, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 printed, way too many for a town of only 14,000. Yeah, yeah. But I still had my very first customer 
Really? My very first one. Wow. And um, it's just a couple blocks over from, from the store here. But um, you would need some help. Of course, you mm-hmm. need a weed eater man. Yeah, that's you know, right. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to do it all yourself. And yep. you could pay somebody, you know, at that time, you know, $12, $15 an hour cash money, uh, $100 bill a day, mm. and you could get a lot more work done. And so we just started that way. And then as things just kind of snowballed in the next year, you know, we picked up, you know, 10 more. And, you know, I think my goal the first year, um, and I don't mind sharing numbers on that end, my first goal was $15,000. Mm-hmm. And, man, that was a lot of money. You know, all I had was a 21-inch Honda and yeah. a truck. The truck had to get me to the fire station anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so um, if I could put $15,000 in my pocket, of course, I guess, you know, you take out whatever else you want to take out, the gas that you spent yeah. doing that. It might have been ten grand, but. If you can generate fifteen grand on top of your firefighter yeah. salary, I mean, that's not bad. That's, that's a good start. That's a good side job. Yeah, yeah. Good little hustle. And so, you know, I think that the first year we ended up doing 25000 instead of fifteen. I was like, man, so. You know, if I work a little harder mm-hmm. next year, I let's see if more. we'll do 35, and then we did 50. And then, you know, the next year we wanted to do 50, and we did 100. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow. By that time, you know, I'd already had, you know, somebody helping me every single day off. Yeah, I was going and knocking on the doors at these businesses here in town. I was wanting commercial work because yeah. the residential work was there. There's just a lot of people in our area, to be honest, don't care for nice things. Mm-hmm. The, um, they don't want to pay to have nice things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so the businesses have to have the grass cut. So, man, I was, you know, every gas station, um, Taco Bells. I remember I had inked out a deal with Taco Bell to take 55 Taco Bells. Oh, wow. I'm talking from Anniston, Clanton, Tuscaloosa, Winfield. So i say a probably 45 to 50-mile radius. It's a big Jasper. service area, yeah. And I almost got that deal, and I had, I think I had bid it $117,000. And I was living in a $60,000 house in town. I was thinking, man, if I get this, I'm going to be rich. And I'm glad it didn't you work You probably out. wouldn't have made any yeah, money. I probably would have lost yeah. my tail on that. Yeah. Uh, I had no clue on pricing. Man, I was just like, you know, I just took the amount of stores and how long it was going to take. And at that time, that was before GPS was out, really. Yeah. Uh, or iPhone. It was before iPhones. So this mm-hmm. was 2007. I don't, think, uh, I don't think I got an iPhone until yeah, after when they 2011. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were out earlier than that, maybe, but they weren't very popular. I mean, they were you were rich if you had yeah. one. I know like, I went to California in 2009, and I had a TomTom GPS. Really? That mounted to the windshield. That blows my mind. Like, I don't know how to work a GPS. Literally. <laughs> I do not know how to work a GPS. Like a like a traditional GPS sticking on yeah. the dash. It mounted on the dash, and uh, my wife and I had rented a small car, and it was just about as... The TomTom was about as big as the car. No way. Uh, no clue. That I was... I showed my uh, I showed my young age a couple months ago. We were at a, doing one of those breakout rooms in Birmingham, and and part of the clue was you had to do the, like a tape like a tape recorder. You had to re- rewind it. You had to play it and then rewind it. I didn't know how to work the thing. I did not know how to work the the player. And and we had one guy in there who was like forty five, I think, and he he was the only one that knew how to do it. Yeah. Everyone else was my age. It's crazy how much technology has changed. Yeah, in the I was last I was twenty years. I was speaking with with my cousin um, who who's been sick here lately. And uh, when we were teenagers, we went to Ohio, and um, we listened to the Eagles tape in the car. Really, the whole ride. So you'd play side A and then flip it over and play side B. 
And when you play side B, it basically rewinds side A. So yeah, you can flip yeah. it back over and again. And just play A again. And, yeah, and play A again. So it was A, B, A, B, A, B. And I think we did that all the way, all the way through Kentucky That's until hilarious. we had heard every Eagle song you could possibly imagine. Did you go to their reunion when they came? I did not. Uh, I'm kind of kicking myself for it, honestly. I'm kind of mad I didn't go because I don't know if they're ever going to come back. Yeah, I, um, but I, I'm I'm very fond of them because that was that was that was our band we listened to really? traveling. Yeah. yeah, a lot of memories, a lot of memories you probably made doing that. Um, so where were we at? You built the you had the guy helping you, and you you built it just over time. Just yeah, a little over time. Yeah. And so you had one guy, and then what turned into um, you know living in Jasper, you know the fire station here. Uh, I had a fireman here helping me, mm-hmm. and so what would work really well is what if. If I was at the fire station and he wasn't at the fire station, that means that truck, I saw I bought an additional truck, mm-hmm. and that truck could be out making he money. He was working, yeah. So when I'm at work getting paid by the city, my truck at home is making money. Yeah. And so that worked out really well. And so it just kind of snowballed on that end. Um, we kept having one or we kept two full-time guys. And then we've been to a point where we've had 17 guys. Wow. So you did get big. Yes, I did. Um, back um, – I'd say after 2011, 2012, we had 17 men. Wow. And we were doing the military uh, contracts. Yep, yep. And, um, man, which I was subcontracted by another contractor out of Atlanta. Mm. Um, and they were just, they were like taking candy from a baby to me because yeah. I, mean, I just got ripped a new one. Really? Um, and I thought this was. I thought this was big. What is what is some advice you'd give on that exact situation to somebody else who's looking to do a property like that, a big commercial thing, but it's being bid out by another contract? Like another contractor has the contract, yeah. and then they just want you to do it. What are some things that you would tell them to look for or like be hesitant of going into it? Know your operating cost. Mm, okay. You know, if you do not know and you're guessing, yeah, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, strangely enough, I was listening to some podcast traveling back home from the beach yesterday and um it was just talking about guessing mm-hmm. guessing your cost and that's just a slow way of just bankrupting yeah. yourself yeah. just you know basically business night uh suicide yeah, you won't survive no you won't and survive. so um on our end i felt like the numbers were good mm-hmm. but i didn't account for I just didn't count for a lot of the drive time and that's yeah. just unbillable time in the lawn care industry. Um, it was just unbillable. Yeah. And we were traveling hour and a half hour and 45 minutes between properties, not 10 minutes, not mm-hmm. 30 minutes Yeah, and accounting for traffic and stuff. Um, but this company actually filed bankruptcy still owed me over $30,000. Wow. I still have an active lawsuit against them. Really? Yes. You think you'll ever get it? Never. Yeah. No, in the way that worked on RM was I had a client, a personal client who was an attorney. And so she handled some of the attorney fees on my end and I, in exchange for work mm-hmm. at her house. Yeah. And um, so, you know, not only did I lose money on that end, I still lost the $30,000 in labor. I had already paid my guys. Yeah. And um, we, we did the work. They filed bankruptcy. I never got paid. They dissolved one company and moved to another company. And this was a, um, I don't know many of you guys on here on minority-owned businesses, mm-hmm. um, whether it's what color of race you are or 
if you're a male or female. There's mm-hmm. a lot of variables that take place in that um, minority-owned business. Yep. And so they were a minority-owned business. And so basically with that, you get first dibs on a whole lot of things. Yeah. They dissolved one company and made another wow. and went right back into the same business. That's Still insane. the same contracts. And they mine just got squashed. Mm. And so $30,000 paid out in labor is $30,000 and paid out in labor. That's lost yeah, money. Yeah, it's gone. It's not like it was you paid $100 for a tree, you charge your client $300 for that tree, but you're really only out 100 Yeah, yeah. I'm out 30000 Yeah, straight that, out of the bank. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I paid the government to... <laughs> what kind of stress did that put on your business at that point? I mean, did that like... How did that... Did that almost bring your bankrupt you? I mean, what did that look like? Well, luckily, still working at the fire station, so I had, you know, good income coming yeah. in. My wife's a school teacher at that time. Um you know, it was a hard hit, Yeah. Um, but I wasn't going to let it define me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just dug deep and started working hard. And so the harder I worked, I was able to recoup that money back. Mm. But, you know, $30,000 would have been paying off another truck. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like, from that standpoint, you know, I could have had an additional or truck. buying a used one, yeah. Yeah. Cash. Absolutely. With. Yeah. That's insane. So it did, it didn't bankrupt us, but it, it, it did put a financial strain on us for – you know, a solid year. Yeah. It's hard to, re- you know, at that time we were only doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a year um, in business. That's a chunk. Prior to having those contracts, those mm-hmm. con- that contract with us, that I want to say was close to 300 grand. Yeah. But if you look back at it now, it's like, man, that thing should have been worth six or seven. Yeah. You weren't even And they were probably money. making that yeah. and painting it out in half. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were the so, ones benefiting. Yeah. You and know, I was young, yeah. Uh, you know, so you those know. are the things that you have to learn along the way, and that's the conversation we were having before we hit record. Was it's just things you learn after being in business for twenty years, yeah. And that's why I like having guys like you on the show, is because like I learned from it too. And, and there's so many guys out there who are in their first five years of business, and it's just they don't know these things. They just don't know. Like it's just life. It is. And that's, it's, that's it's, what it is. It's learning. You know, there's. I don't know if there's a lawn care for dummies book yeah. out there. <laughs> Or landscaping Maybe you can write one, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's why we're so blessed to have social media, uh, whether it's got the pros and cons of it. Uh, I think the pros outweigh the cons yeah. by all means. But um, as someone with 20 years in business and, you know, to be honest, you know, do, you, do I want to advertise in my business and write it out? Yes and no. Mm. But I do like the social media in because I learn a lot, whether it's, you know, looking through reels or, yeah. you know, just watching uh, – Every all these guys in the lawn care industry or the green industry or listening to your podcast, Jeremiah, or in you know even on marriage, yeah, you know, yeah. being married. There's so much. I'm, I've been married 15 years. I learn from listening to you in Savannah. Wow, and I and, and I can it, take yeah. something from that and apply it to mine. Yeah, um, and maybe someone listening in Idaho or somebody's listening in Texas or somebody's listening in West Virginia or Australia or Australia or, or the United Kingdom. That's what's crazy. Yeah. And, and maybe they can take something and say, man, you know what they said? Mm. I've never heard it that way. Yeah. And let's apply it to our yeah. business. Let's apply it to our marriage. Let's apply it to our family. Yeah. It's all about how you use it. I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation for one for social media. A- absolutely. Like that's literally the thing. And you, you don't even live far. You live an hour away from me. Absolutely. And, and I would have never known this was up here. Um, so it's crazy that the, the, the network that social media can build, uh, was landscape, was this business your first like business venture? Because now you've got a bunch of different, you got a bunch of different things going on. Yeah. Yeah. But this, was, is landscaping what, like your beginning business? Well, oddly enough, it, it was, um, I really like the food industry. 
really liked Don't tell me you owned a, food, a restaurant. No, I did not own okay. one, but I did work for a restaurant in high school and college. Okay. And um, for most of you Bama people, um, Guthrie's restaurant, so it was chicken fingers and fries. Oh, I love Guthrie's. I wish and, they were everywhere, but i tell you one that's better, Raising Cane's. <laughs> Raising Cane's is pretty good. That is so good. Uh, but I'm not going to say that they messed up their uh, – I guess how – their business was just chicken fingers and fries, and yeah. they kind of went out and tried to venture out into other things and dabble in something that, other than chicken and fries. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, they tried. They tried. To, they expanded their menu, mm. and they gave way too many options. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like you know, in the lawn care industry or in the landscape business, find a niche and stay in it. Yeah. And if you do too many things that might be bad for your business, and I'm the pot calling the kettle black because, <laughs> yeah. you know, now I went from, you know, doing lawn care to doing landscaping. And now not only doing lawn care and landscaping, man, I got into patios. I got into mm. retaining walls. Um, in the last year, I've got into fiberglass pools, yeah, which is a total different ball game. Yeah. But my problem with the patio, the pools was I was working behind so many pool installers who forgot to run a sleeve under the concrete. Yeah. Or they were giving their uh, clients a pool and – they just didn't think about, you know, placement of the pool house. They didn't think about the placement of the plants. They didn't think about anything other than the pool. The pool. The yeah. pool only. And, you know, we have a niche yep. in the landscape industry to make your yard beautiful. Yeah. And so I can see the big picture. Sit on your back deck, on your patio, and say, we want to build an oasis in your backyard. This is how it needs to lay out, or this is not how it needs to lay out. Mm-hmm. And so they would go ahead and go get the pool and then forget that they need lighting or irrigation or they need drainage issues, you know, up close to the house or on the side or um, all they saw was the pool. And Mm -hmm. so with us doing the fiberglass pools, it allowed us to come in. We got the machines. We got the manpower to dig the holes. We can set them, and then we can build all the extras around it. Yeah. And then, obviously, the homeowner's dealing with one property or one uh, contractor. Contractor. And and hopefully that saves them money and allows us to stay on a job longer. And it also allows you to charge a premium. Because yeah. you can say, look, you can pay more. I mean, you can pay less and get two or three different people coming through, or you can pay one premium and have me here the whole time. Absolutely. And deal with me on the phone and, and the same five guys every time. Um, and so, so we, we've learned. This has been a learning curve. We we installed our first pool, and um, we've been on that pool for two months, and we are 99.999% finished. Mm-hmm. We had a bad cable and a light, and so we're, we're held up on a shipping for one of the LED lights that goes in the pool. Wow. And so, um, you know, this one cost me money, mm-hmm. but I learned on that end. You learned, yeah, it's your first one. And so uh, the dynamics are a lot larger installing pools than it was to set a two-foot by 20-foot retainer wall. Yep, yep. yep. But it's beautiful. And Same principle, though. Yeah. It's it just is. on a much bigger scale. Yes, sir. And so uh, you have to start small, though. You couldn't have done fiberglass pools right after doing lawn mowing. No. Like, there's no way. You went from lawn mowing to putting a patio down or putting some concrete. Like that's what I've talked about. Like my concrete that I did in my house. Like everybody's making fun of me for, but that that's just a learning process. You just do it the first time and you see what you did wrong, and we're going to drive all over it. And if it cracks and falls apart, then we're going to say, "Well, what did we do wrong?" Yeah, and I I didn't go to college for landscaping. Um, you know, I did a year and a half of college. I cheered, um, went to work at the fire station, and then everything else been trial and error. Yeah. I really remember. Um, Back, I say in the early 2000s, I see six, seven, eight. We still had dial-up internet at the fire station. I didn't even own a computer at home. 
I don't even know what that is. Like, I've heard it, but I don't know what it does. Yeah. You know, so when you go, <laughs> something like that. So uh, then it says connecting to AOL or you've got mail or something like that. It, it, takes, it, it takes minutes to just yeah. pull up, you know, one video. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, sorry for the sounds there. Oh, I kinda, no, that's I sound good. Like Caleb making sounds. That yeah, he makes. yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember watching YouTube mm-hmm. on how to install sprinkler systems. Yeah. And I would draw the diagram out. And it would take me hours to go through a 30-minute video on YouTube Mm -hmm. because it would sit there and buffer. And then when the city in Tuscaloosa, we got fiber, um, (laughs) you know, around 2010, 2011. Yeah. Man, you could watch a video and, like, just bam. Yeah. It's right there. That's life-changing. And now now you can just pull it up on your phone. And so, you know, learning that kind of stuff – not going to college for it. And I'm not, you know, not knocking people who didn't go to college for it or who did go to it. Yeah. Um, I've taken a lot of continuing education classes at Auburn. They've got a phenomenal pro, uh, program. Um, there's a guy in Birmingham, and I don't know if you know um, John Neighbors with a corporate extension office. Yes, yes. John, yeah. is, John and I, oddly enough, has got Walker County ties. Really? And so I have been to many, many classes that he put on, mm-hmm. uh, that he still puts on, and Fred Cap. Cap, uh, yeah. Fred, uh, Fred's been in the industry, man, forty years plus, and I mean, I've got their personal cell phone numbers. I need something, or I need to find out a fungus or a disease or what's going on. Yeah, you know, I can count on them to help rectify the the problem that we have. Or um, if they're putting on classes, I'll send my guys to them because mm-hmm. my guys need to know. Yeah. Um, you know, learn it another way. Yeah. Of course, you know, to them, it's like, man, I'm getting paid to drive to Birmingham, go sit in a class. But not only am I paying them to go to Birmingham and sit in class, I'm putting knowledge in their head mm-hmm. to come back to be a me at this sto- at this business. Yeah, yeah. So percent, you're um, investing into your into your company. But um, you know, going is like the guys who go may go to Auburn and go through the horticulture program or Mississippi State or NC State's got a big horticulture program program down here. Um, they would have an opportunity to run a machine. Mm-hmm. They were they would be taught it in school. Yeah. I just didn't have that. I, it's not to say I didn't have that luxury. I just chose a different path. Yeah, yeah. Same result, just a different way yeah. to get there. Yeah, and it's uh, trial and error. That's that's what a lot of guys do. It's a lot of it's a lot of ways guys have built their businesses. That's what I've done. I went to college for one year. Had nothing to do with landscaping or anything. It was it was just a business. Like what was what I was doing, and so uh, I, I didn't take much of that at all and put it into my business. I did a few principles, um, but but not many. So. You you built the landscape company. Let's try. Let's fast forward all the way up to 2018. Um, by this point, you have you you flipped houses, right? Yes. By this point, you yes. started flipping houses. How did your house first house flip start? What did you? I mean, what made you do that? Well, guys, thanks for tuning into the show today, and I'm so excited to be bringing to you a new live event in our industry. It's called Synced Live. It's the second annual event, and it's going to be on February the 6th and the 7th of 2023 at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the leaders that are going to be speaking at this event from our industry are Jim McCutcheon, Deborah Cole, Mike Haynes, Jay Worth, Joe Langton, and many more. There's literally probably 10 more on this list that I'm not even reading, so there's going to be a ton of value packed from speakers there. There's also going to be education topics going on in and around the booth at the event. They're going to be talking about recruiting and retaining employees, innovation, automation, and the ROI of automation. There's going to be tons of stuff on that. 
There's also going to be 70 plus vendors. Now, you don't want to go to the trade show and not see vendors. So, like we said, 70 plus vendors. There's going to be vendors pertaining to porcelain paving, natural stone paving, walling systems, smart measurement, robotic mowers, tech, software, everything in between. It's going to be full of full of value and full of great vendors and exhibits that we get to go look at and try things out for our business and see how we can make our businesses better in the future. So, like I said, it's our second annual event, Synced Live, February 6th and 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. The 6th is a half a day of the show. The full day is on the 7th on Tuesday. I can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to show up and be there and network, hang out with all of you guys. This is my first year going. If you've never gone, if you didn't go last year, make it out this year, Atlanta, Georgia. It's well worth your ticket price just for the education alone, not even to mention all the vendors and things you're going to get to see and the networking you're going to get to do. So come out and see us in Atlanta on February the 6th and the 7th at Sync Live, Cobb Galleria. We can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. Well, we... Bought a cheap house. Okay. And did y'all live in it? As a yeah, we did. We lived in it for a short amount of time and um, invested a small amount of money in it. Mm-hmm. And but we beautified the house. Yep. Where it had thirty five year old boxwoods out front. <laughs> and yeah. Just made the landscape <laughs> a little nicer. The uh, the fifty year old Nandinas Good. that were eight foot tall. Uh, pull it out. Yeah. Go back. You know, newer, fresh, low maintenance, new sod. I mean, at this time. I think two pallets laid my front yard yeah. total. It was in, in right here in downtown. Yeah, and so you could take a sixty-seven thousand dollars house, invest ten thousand, and sell it for one hundred and seventeen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good numbers. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, it's early two thousands. Mm-hmm. That's good money. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so it's like still pretty oh, good money. Yeah. So you know, okay. So I can go buy now. I can buy a ninety thousand dollars house. Yeah. Invest twenty thousand. And sell it for one fifty, yeah, or one sixty, or one seventy, and so we just got in it that way. Um, and you know, at that time I had one son, yeah. and you know he was here every other weekend, so we didn't need a lot of room. Mm-hmm. But we knew we wanted our family to grow. Yeah. And then at that time I already had an additional truck, and we were working out of our house. So we didn't have a store, and so um, I knew I needed some land or I needed a bigger place. Mm-hmm. And so we just kept snowballing each one of those until we could. A bigger one. What was, what's your biggest slip at eight? Like monetary wise? Yeah. Or or house, whatever you want to share. <sighs> well, not how much money you made. <laughs> not how much money you made, but like Well, I will tell you, we bought a house for sixty seven, sixty five I say sixty five thousand dollars right here, literally over the hill in downtown, and I sold it for two fifteen. That's insane. That's awesome. And it's awesome, but that's years of experience. That's what it goes back to. Like we're not getting caught up in the numbers. That's I don't even care about how much money you made. I just think like the risk involved with doing that. That first one, you go back to that first one. Yes, that had to be scary. Oh, it was very scary. That's that. I didn't know you could borrow money from the bank. Yeah, you know, that's what I get out of this. Um, and not that that was a big flip on this last one. And this was one of our last ones where we did. Um, my brother's in the real estate business here. He's a broker, has his Mm -hmm. own firm here, and um. He didn't have it listed, but another guy did, and it literally popped up on Facebook. I saw it. I screenshot it, sent it to my brother. I want this house. <laughs> Get it for me now. Now. Yeah. I want the house. We need a contract under it now. Yeah. once you get under the contract, you know. You get a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got dibs on it. Mm-hmm. And so um, we got it. We got it squared away. Then it turned into a problem where it was in probate through a death. Mm, yeah. The son lived out of state he didn't want anything to do with it Mm -hmm. he just needs to sell it of course it was left in i think the parent's name 
And so you had to go through six months. And this was during COVID. So everything was delayed. It took longer, yeah. Yeah. And so, but I didn't need a delayment. This mm-hmm. was in February, and this is when my guys are slow. I need to do the demo work. Mm-hmm. And so I gambled on this house, and I had a written um, in the contract. I had it written up that I could do some of the demo work and some of the remodel without owning the home. So, yes, I put about $25,000 of my money, demo the house out. And you didn't even own it. Didn't even own it. But he allowed me to have access to it mm-hmm. and see it and be, be there. I just yeah. couldn't live in it. Because I couldn't even get insurance. Mm-hmm. At that time, I couldn't even get insurance on the house because the insurance company would not insure it because I did not own it. It wasn't in your name, yeah. So it's uninsured on my oh, end. Oh, my goodness. I'm investing $25,000 in this house. I've demoed the showers out. I resealed all the hardwoods. I've taken all the wallpaper off the walls, found the shiplap that was behind it, found two old guns in the house, over 100 years old. Wow. Still got them. It's good fine. I'm a little gun collector. Yeah. And so... um if this guy had just wanted to come down and be a jerk, mm-hmm. he could have been like, man, I sold this house for $65,000, and he said, I could sell this house for one hundred eighty mm-hmm. all day with what you've done to it, and took it out from underneath me. Yeah. And I would have lost big You were time. just hoping he didn't come down. I'm just hoping he wouldn't come down. Oh so um, we were able to finally get it closed, and, and when we did, we lived there for about a year and a half while we remodeled our personal farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And then I sold that house, and so we we did. Wow. I, I walked away with the the biggest check to date, you know, at the bank, yeah. at the closing, yeah, to carry to the bank to give to the next house. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's crazy. That is a that's a wild ride. That's one of your many business ventures that you got yeah. going right now. You've also got some condos that you have and rent out. Um, yeah, you were saying down on down in uh, Florida. Yeah, down on thirty. Some of the prettiest beaches in the world, yeah, in between Destin and Panama City. So, um, little condos down there. We, yeah. my wife and I, have stayed at for. The last 15 years. Yeah, we're going to be down there in a couple of weeks. So, so They're small, but, you know, there's really all you need is a place to shower and lay your head down at night. And That's right. Enjoy the sand and the beautiful scenery. That's right. The The area down there around you is, is nice enough. A white, just white sugar sand. Mm-hmm. I've, I've carried some of my workers and um, down there, and uh, I've got some guys that are from Guatemala, and they've never seen white sand. Yeah, yeah. You know, in Guatemala, it's dark mm-hmm. and black. Yep. And um, I had one of my guys tell me maybe last year or the year before, Says, where'd all the sugar come from? Right he called it sugar. sugar. Yeah, it's sugar white sugar sand. sand. I mean, that's what it's called. That's hilarious, man. So, risk is risk is your middle name. It sounds like. Oh yes. Uh, risk is your middle name. What we're gonna have to do a whole other. I want to do a marriage podcast with y'all down the road. We're gonna have to relink on that. But uh, as far as building the business, so you built the business. You you started flipping houses. This is this is enough as in itself. You got condos. Well, let's throw this whole thing into the mix of what we're sitting in right now. You're running a almost two two million dollar store at one point. Yes, is what you were what you're doing in revenue out of this warehouse. It was a big investment for you uh, to buy in the first place. What did that whole process look like of buying this? I mean, what even is this? Tell everybody what we're what we're sitting in right now. Well, so um, one, I'm super blessed to to have it and yeah. the opportunity to do it. But even years ago, even when my wife and I was in our first house. We would set goals, mm. and so we've done several Ironman competitions. Really? Yes. So you know, swim, bike, runs, mm-hmm. uh, hundreds of miles <laughs> uh, on those. Um, you're just making up for all those Alani's and Mount yeah, Dews that you absolutely. drink. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we 
you know, she was a college athlete, and whether you say I was a cheerleader, a college athlete, you know, we just come from background of yeah. that, and um, so we like, uh, you know, we like being competitive, mm-hmm. um, but we also had goals, and so we would write our goals down, and we wanted to do a retail store. I mean, I mean, I can remember sitting that house had parquet flooring, and we were sitting at the table, and I was just looking at it, and I was thinking, man, you know, how could I, how could I make her dream come true? Because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like on my end. I'll do anything I can do to make my wife happy. Yeah. And so happy wife, happy life. life. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So, um, <laughs> you know, I just can't tell her I want like two more excavators. She, yeah, yeah, She exactly. will not let that happen. Yeah. But um, we wanted to do a store. And I didn't know that you could go to the bank and borrow money. Mm-hmm. I just thought that business owners either were, they either inherited it. Yeah. Or they had, they went to college and that's how it was given to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know you could. You didn't know what you didn't know. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just, that's the trial and error, and that's kind of the life experiences on our end. Um, So the shop, the the store never happened. Of course, that was about the time that, you say, the recession in 2008. Yeah. um, Everything crashed, and um, but our business didn't. You know, landscaping and lawn care, people still had to have the grass cut. And by that time, I had been in business for many years, and I had a lot of commercial work, so ours just kept growing, Mm -hmm. growing, and growing. and then I had the opportunity to leave the fire station in 2018, and we wanted to open a store. And we had known this for about a year in advance, and so we had been looking at properties through downtown and in downtown Jasper. And properties we would look at would be a half a million dollars. Mm. Well, I was like, man, you know, I don't have a half a million dollars. Yeah. You know, I didn't know you could probably could have went to the bank and borrowed yeah. it if you had a business plan. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a business plan. Look, we were winging it. I mean, straight winging it. Yeah. So um, we left church one morning, and my church is right around the corner at the mm-hmm. big First Baptist Church here. And the for sale sign was at the front door, and it was on a piece of cardboard, and it almost faded off the number. And so I called, and it was about a 90-year-old lady whose husband died, and this was their electrical supply business. Uh, this was a electrical electrical supply store who sold electrical components to residential and commercial builders. Mm-hmm. And so we bought the store, and we opened the store a few months later. I think we did our reno here in less than 90 days, mm. and um, we opened up a home and garden store, and COVID hit. Well, so let me back that up. We opened the home and garden store. First year of business was mediocre, um, just barely enough to pay the utilities and the note mm-hmm. on the building. Mm-hmm. Um, I had invested every bit of my life savings from being a fireman, into the build, into the building, yeah. yeah. Not even in the inventory, just the, yeah, building, just the building, just the building itself. And then the next year, um, you know, we were very blessed. The next year, and we had decent numbers, but not self-sustainable numbers. Yeah, you you had to have that conversation of like, whoa, what are we doing here? Yeah, like, no, still had landscape money. Yeah, she was still teaching. Yeah, but. It wasn't self-sustaining numbers. Yeah, you know, not 90, not su- not sustaining enough to put your whole life savings into absolutely it, to justify it at least. And then COVID hit mm. March thirteenth. They shut our schools down here. My wife was teaching. She comes here. We never left. I mean, and when I say we never left, we never left. Yeah, we were here sun up, sundown. Into the wee hours of the morning, we was doing tropical plant sales. It was spring. We were doing flower pots. I, you know, when I was going through talking about the pine straw, 
I was, you know, thousands of rolls of pine straw we were applying. My guys were, everybody was stuck at home. They mm -hmm. want pine straw. How much is it to get, you know, a yard done? I'd give them a price per roll. Okay, put us on the books. And my guy, not on top of the grass mowing we had, we was having to hire extra people just to apply pine just straw. Just do pine straw. It's crazy. And so, and then Ashley and I uh, were delivering flower pots at night. 11 o'clock at night, I still remember 11 o'clock walking up the steps at someone's home delivering flower pots. Did you knock on the door or did you just leave Oh, them? no. We just put them on the front. <laughs> you just left them. Yeah. Walker County, you may get shot. No, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to be knocking on the door at yeah. 11 o'clock at night. But, um, you know, we were, we were putting the pots out on the front porch. That's insane. And so. Um, everything you had went into this business. Everything. Everything. Absolutely. And it still is. Yeah. I mean, because. You know, this we is were, all your kids know. It is. I have an eight-year-old who can run the cash register, who can do the Instagram who can properly do the inventory. Yeah, yeah. And I have a four year old who can run the forklift. <laughs> That's funny right there. <laughs> so yeah, this is all this is all they know. Yeah. And um literally you know, for us too. Um but it has allowed us to venture into to many different things. Mm -hmm. Um but you know the, the COVID happened. Uh we were very blessed on that end. Um our garden center really thrived. Yeah. But you got the box stores that have a garden center. Like I literally rode through uh, one of our big box stores here in town. And so they're getting ready for their seasonal nursery to open. Um, but we are in a small town and we do have another nursery across town. And that is all, that, <clears throat> that's kind of all that they do. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, a town can only hold so much Yeah, yeah that's and, right. for the demand. Uh, but we are very unique on that end. Mm -hmm. um, mainly here, we have more unique plants yep. and unique items yep. that you're not going to find at the box store. Yeah. And you've incorporated that into a retail store. Yes. So like you can come and get multiple things. Um, I already know I'm going to have to go in there and shop for Jack before I leave. Savannah will be mad if I don't yeah. come home with something. So. So, yeah. We got baby items. Yeah. We got women items. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I say it, you know, you can basically come here and get everything you need in one stop Yeah. without going to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Start selling eggs. Eggs are expensive. Get a few chickens right now and put them out there. You'll make some real money on eggs. Uh, but, man, this is, this, is, this is awesome. I mean, I'm just kind of in awe at, at this. Do you just wake up every day and you're kind of like, wow, what have we done? Like, There's there's times I'll walk in here. Either I'll come down here at night because mm -hmm. we still have personal items stored in the on the shelves. Yeah, that whole back shelf back there, that's all personal stuff in my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we don't have a yeah, garage. Yeah, she was putting Christmas decorations in here right before yeah, we started recording. This is January 24th, and we just took Christmas <laughs> Now, down you can't throw her under the bus like that now. But we've been busy. She's yeah. been at market. Yeah. So, you know, she, Ashley, when I say she, that's Ashley. And so after we just sold Christmas 22, mm -hmm. she was at market the week. So we're big Alabama football fans. So the national championship Monday night in college football. Mm-hmm. That Monday starts market week for her. So I'm glad y'all weren't in the championship this year. Yeah, typically she's having to catch a red-eye flight. <laughs> yeah, she's having to do it late. Yeah, yeah, because we don't miss. But Alabama, unfortunately, wasn't in it this yeah. year. But uh, we were in New Orleans for the bowl Go game. Go Horn Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, that Monday of that week starts market for her. Yeah. And so she's buying Christmas on that Monday mm -hmm. after just coming off Christmas. Yeah. So whatever... So I already know the color scheme for Christmas of 23. So all your stores, I've already had a, uh, I guess, a, a, a pre-look. Uh, pre yeah, yeah. 
uh, on that end. But she's having to put, you know, a lot of thought in, okay, how much are we going to spend on mm-hmm. Christmas for 23? How and, much did we sell in 22? How much did we sell in 21? And then where where are we going to shift to? Because we don't want to have the same things year mm-hmm. to year. Yeah. Because our store is very unique, and we want to change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, either supplying a better product yeah. for a better price or more quality Yeah, on that end. You're buying inventory that you're going to sit on for 12, 11 months, so 10 good, months maybe. So the good thing about that is you buy it in January. It starts shipping in July, and that's when you start oh, paying good. for so it. Oh, good. So you don't. Oh, so you don't have to like sit on it. You don't have to put it in this warehouse all year. No. So in that Ju- would cause some real problems. So in like. in July, July is a hard month. But the good thing about her having her business and me having my business is mm-hmm. that his and her, and it is you know, hey, it's real life, man. We rob Peter to pay Paul. I yeah. move money from one business to the other, <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Back. Um, July is a good month for landscape. Mm-hmm. And we're we're getting a lot of products in the ground. Yeah, it's dry. We're irrigating. We're putting plants in. Yeah, we're getting you know twenty five days of work in July. Yeah, easy and production so, days. Yeah, that that are making money. Yeah, and so that helps. You know, I'll give her a loan. Yeah, you know, or vice. You know, like vice versa. Mm-hmm. This this is a bad month in landscape. January's not a good month. Mm-hmm. She'll loan me Christmas money. Yeah. You know, yeah. To to make you know payroll or you know our fuel bills five grand a month. It's insane. Tan- so tandem businesses, I guess you could call it. So um, yeah, it's kind of kind of a nightmare on our accountants. Yeah. And um, we did one thing we've never done is had a bookkeeper, mm-hmm. and we have an accountant that works for us that does all of our sales tax and our payroll, but we do have a full time bookkeeper. Yeah, they probably hate you right now, honestly. Oh, yes. She won't. She won't like. I mean, she'll learn to like you. But right now, she's going over I've, two years of. <laughs> I've never seen the amount of spreadsheets I've in my life is what she's created for me. That's crazy. Hey, here's all your loans. Here's all your payments. Here's your maturity date. This is when they pay off. Mm-hmm. And so, this is a really good year for personally for me. Is we have several items paying off this year. That's awesome. You know, uh, two of the two fifty nine caterpillars. The the skid steers, mm-hmm. uh, the forklift, um, trucks yeah. are paying off this year. So that's this awesome. is a really good year uh, on that end. Just got to keep it up. Yeah, that's right. You can't you can't take your foot off the gas. Uh, let's talk about that really quickly. We, I don't want to hold you much longer. We're already coming up on an hour here. But uh, we were talking debt versus credit. Uh, Way to grow your business. There's no question. I mean, we're not even going to entertain the idea of like you couldn't do all this if you waited to do it in cash, or you could have maybe in 50 years, but you wouldn't be where you're at now if you just just strictly use cash. Um, everybody has their own opinion. That's fine. Follow whatever belief you want to follow. Tell me how y'all have done this as far as cash. I mean, you know, cash flow is king. Like, I mean, you got to have profit, but you got to cash flow as well. If you don't have good cash flow, your business is going to go to the ground. That's right. Overnight. So, how have you? Uh, I don't know taking on that challenge of creating cash flow, especially for a business like this, and like so much upfront costs before even revenue even starts to turn. I'm sitting here in this warehouse looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue. I mean, in uh, inventory inventory sitting in here and you like haven't sold it yet. So like how, how do you cash flow has to be hard for y'all. What do y'all do to, to stay on top of that? Oh, it is, it is tough. Um, but that's where the two businesses work so well together mm. is we do, she has a good month. I have mm-hmm. a good month. We we nest egg back. Yeah. Or I'll let her borrow mm-hmm. 10000 Yeah. 5000 yeah. Whatever. 
but we're all we are also still in the growing stages in both. Yeah. You're I mean, still even, growing, e- yeah. even though I've been in the landscape business 20 years, I haven't been landscaping 20 years, 15 maybe. Yeah. But I'm still growing. Yeah. Because I have goals. Yeah. And I want to reach them and I'm not there yet. I want to keep my foot on the gas mm-hmm. for many more I'm 40 well, 42. You said yeah. 42 earlier. Yeah, 42. Yeah. No, I'm 41. I'll be 42 this year. Okay. Yeah, so for, I'll be 42 in April. Yeah, okay. 80, I was born in 81. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, I still have a solid, you know, 13, 15 years of hard work mm-hmm. that I can give as long as I'm physically able Yeah. Um, that I do want to get out there. I don't have a retirement age. I did meet with our, reti- our uh, financial advisors, and I do have a number out there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I will retire. Quit. Yeah, yeah. But there's – that's that's my goal to get to. If I can get to that and I can have X amount per month to live on mm-hmm. and I can liquidate my business, then I'm comfortable that I can live my life that way. Yeah. But as long as I'm able, as long as I'm physically able and healthy, I want to keep hammering down as long as I can. Yeah. Um, as long as I can spend time with my family. Yeah. So, But we still have – we want to grow our store. I mean, we want our own line to, to keep growing exponentially because on our end – it's easier for me to sell. Let's look around. Like these bowls or those yeah. uh, knitted things there, mm-hmm. pot holders. Yeah, something. I was looking. What are these things on the bottom? I, what That's is that? That's a dock and bay towel. So it's the best beach towel on earth. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to get one of those before I leave here. <laughs> a sales pitch for them. Um, and we have a new product coming in called Sand Cloud. And so I do keep up with a lot of stuff yeah. that my wife does yeah. because I do reach out and find some of our vendors for, mm-hmm. her, for her. Yeah. Um, but we just want to keep growing because it's cheaper for me to ship that out of my warehouse if somebody bought yeah. and clicked on it and bought it off Instagram than it is for me to hire a salesperson to walk the floor yep. and work five minutes to make a $17 sale. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, you know, and I want it come from our store instead of somewhere else. Yeah. And so, you know, help helping our, our website, helping that part grow on, on that end is – is a lot of goals that mm-hmm. we have set, you know, uh, front in front of us. But on top of the landscaping is I know a number that I want to hit this year in gross sales. Yeah. And I know a profit margin I want to hit. And this might be the year that I might hit both at the same time. Mm. It's awesome. Especially with having things paid off. And, yeah. you know, you know yeah. I don't think I'm buying another piece of equipment this year. Yeah. I don't want to buy another mower. I mean, you saw the mowers we have out there, probably $150,000 worth of mowers. I don't need a mower at the moment. Yeah. Unless yeah. someone else steals from me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't want to be replacing mowers. Mm-hmm. So this is the year that I want to see, you know, a bigger profit. Yeah. And a bigger a bigger gross sale. I love it, man. This is uh, this has been super fun. I appreciate you letting me come up here today and checking checking all this stuff out. I definitely want to come back and do a Marriage Monday with you and Absolutely. Ashley and talk more about the store because we didn't get to get into that too much. But I think there's a whole road we could go down talking about the store and, and the trials and, and things that go on. In oh, it's, that. it's stressful, um, it, especially for it, even if you don't do your business with your wife, yeah. you're married to it. You're in it. And you're, you're in it, man. You're either taking it if your wife's doing it, your husband, the husband's taking part. Yep. Or if the husband's doing it, the wife's taking part. Somehow, yeah. some way, because it's been a battle in our our marriage, um, you know, doing invoicing. And I'm going to tell you, I'm the world's worst. I'm about to tell you something. I haven't <laughs> invoiced November yet. 
Oh my. Oh my. That the whole world has heard that. So that's November, yeah. December, and we're twenty that will hurt cash we're flow. Twenty four days into January. Yeah. So you want to do the math. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Now I do have some recurring mm. and I do have some bigger projects, you know. I'd Not say, everything gets invoiced yeah. the way that most some, of you some, mowing guys think it does. Some yeah. $1,000, some $15,000 invoices that have not been sent. Mm-hmm. So I do need to send those because yeah. that's bad business. And I've lost, and I will tell you, that's where I struggle. I've lost business by not invoicing pro- properly mm-hmm. because they need those yeah. invoices to make their business bottom line. Yeah. That's where your book year will come into play yeah. this year, though. I so, think. um, for everybody who does know me and, and I do work for it, might listen to this. Yeah. I'm getting your invoice to you. It's coming. And it's not that I, I want don't, your money. I don't need your money. I need your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it, man. That's that's hilarious. Well, where can everybody find you if they want to connect with you on Instagram? Um, for the landscape sides, Harbin's underscore outdoors. And okay. then for uh, the retail side, it's Harbin's Jasper. Just okay. H-A-R-B-I-N-S Jasper. Cool, man. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. Thanks for your time. One final question before we let you go. Uh, we try to ask all of our guests this. What is your why? Man, my why is because I want things better for my kids than what I had. Mm. And I want to be able to give them a life, not from a material side, yep. but I want to give them a life that they can look back and say, man, my, my dad wanted good for us. Yeah. He worked his tail off to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It comes, I mean, proof's in the pudding. You put the work in, you see what you get out of it. It's uh, it's crazy to see what you built up here, man. I appreciate you letting me come up. Thank you, pal. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, that's, a, that's a great way to end the show. I hope you enjoyed this one. It was a fun one. These in-person interviews are always so much better. Uh, they're just It's great, the connection you get to have here. If you watch on YouTube, if it ever made it to YouTube, thanks for watching. Uh, we're going to maybe try that out this year. Who knows? This is just a test run. Trial and error, right? That's right. That's what we talked about. So, anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, hopefully, you learned something out of this. We're going to have a lot of new stuff coming out here soon. We're going to be at Synced Live. We're going to be at the Podcast Summit this weekend in Ohio. We're going to be at Sync Live in Atlanta in two weeks, and then we're going to be in Mississippi for the Kohler event in about a month. So a lot of lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, can't wait to do it. Thanks for Sync for partnering with us and sponsoring the show today. But without any further ado, that's going to wrap this one up, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.